Geocache Talk podcast is sponsored by FTF Magazine. FTF Magazine can be found at ftfgeocacher.com. And by IB Geocaching Supplies. The best site for geocoins, cache containers, and much more can be found at ibgeocaching.com. And by Cashly. Cashly is the foremost geocaching app and can be found at cashly.com. Please make sure and let these fine sponsors know that you appreciate their support of the show. Hey everyone, it's time for Geocache Talk. Whether you're at work, in the car, or wherever you are, we hope you enjoy the show. Please give it a like and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play so you get all the weekly Geocache Talk goodness. Big thanks to the Travel Bugs for the music and our patrons, Doug Jones, Joshua and Caleb Slinkard, Tom Brotherman, Jeff Arbaugh, Deborah Burris, Joshua the Geocaching Vlogger, Nick Hubbard, Andrew Teepkin, Cecilia Perez, Sydney Sawyer, Valena Mahar, Jane Jewell, Memphis Mafia, Craig Michelle, interesting, <laughs> the Geo Gearheads, Zach Fick, the Deadliest Cachers, Tim Terrell, Neil Moore, Molly the Geocaching Dog, D and David Vickery, Geocaching Adam, Lori Post, Peter Stepanek, the NoCo Geocachers, and our new patron, Paula Hughes, our first Canadian patron. Yeehaw. That's awesome. If you'd like to become a patron, head on over to patreon.com slash geocache talk for more details. Patrons get path tags, coins, and other geocaching swag during the year, as well as invites to special events only for patrons. Support levels start at as little as $3 a month. And we are going to... We promise we're going to get um, another uh, GC World game up and going pretty soon um, for people who are patrons. Uh, We're going to try this time. We're going to do it on a weekend somewhere on the weekend. And so so uh, Craig will try to make sure and do uh, a time hopefully that uh, maybe you can make it uh, because we're are we 15 hours different craig between you and you and i think so it's 11 a.m here on uh, monday morning at the moment. Oh, okay how's monday looking by the way i always do that oh That's it's funny. fantastic day the future's <laughs> looking very bright <laughs> the future is bright i love it <laughs> well let me start by welcoming my co-hosts we're missing we're missing jesse he'll be on here in a minute he's having a little bit of issues but my other co-host is with us here now sydney Hi everyone. So, uh, and Sydney's kind of having slight internet issues, so hopefully we don't lose it's, her. It's going to be a, a good day, Gary. I could tell already. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, but we're, we're going to make it. We're going to make it work uh, one way or the other, so it'll be fine. All right, we kind of already started. Let's just jump right into show fifty-five for. Sunday, June 25th, or possibly Monday, June 26th, depending on your part of the world that you are living in, as I welcome back to the show, Craig Michelle, a.k.a. See My Shell. Welcome back to the show. Thank you, Gary. Good to be back, Mike. Yes. <laughs> Good day, mate. Uh, get used to that. I love it. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. just the G. It's, it's not good day. It's good day. Like good day. Good day. Good day. That's it. That's it. Good day. Good day. Exactly. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start saying that. I think it's, it's yeah. good. Throw another <laughs> shrimp on the Barbie. Okay. Yeah, we call them prawns, but anyway. Right. <laughs> so that doesn't even make sense. Okay. Good to know. I won't say that if I go to Australia. There you go. 
and we need to go because yeah. it's awesome. I'm telling you, um, we're gonna get into we'll get into that into the, we're gonna do some news first, but we'll get into um, all of your latest experiences and it's like, oh man, you watch those videos and you're like. Oh man, I, I want to see that. I want to go down there and see those things that you're, you know, and in geocache and oh, we'll get all that. All right, let's start with some news. Um, start with a blog update. Um, Sarah Murphy, our Irish friend. Uh, see, we're very international. This is a very international podcast. But um, Sarah has graciously uh, offered to help get. Um, some really cool blog entries put for us. And so she's found some different people to enter blog uh, entries, and they've been great so far. Um, The latest one, um, the best cache I've never found, number two, is a a story about Glasgow uh, grandeur. And so um, Sydney says she's going to read it. So go for it, Sydney. I did. I read it. You read it. Um, But, yeah, because you asked me earlier if I had read it. So. Now I have. Um, so, right. Yes. Yes, I did. You can't <laughs> rag on me anymore. I won't. But, okay. So this, this cache in particular is in Georgia. I won't spoil all of it. You got to go read the blog if you want to, you know, hear the whole story. But in essence, um, maybe a car kind of got stuck in a road on the way to a geocache <laughs> and he never got to find it. Maybe. So you can go check out the story about cars maybe getting stuck on roads on the way to a geocache. Very tough. You know, you get off the road and Craig's done this before too. Probably you get off the road and all bets are off. I mean, you might get, you're, you're going to, you might get stuck. Even on a bike. Exactly. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which we're going to talk about here. Uh, riding, riding the bike around. And, uh, so, We'll get to that in a minute. So um, a quick update on Cashly. And Craig's a big Cashly fan, too. This is wonderful. Um, Cashly 3.0 is coming out in four days. That's awesome. And um, Nick is going to be on the show to tell us about all the – give us all the, the, the latest scoop on 3.0. He'll be on on July 16th. And so show 58. But – that doesn't mean you should wait to install 3.0. Install it on uh, on June 29th and enjoy all of the wonderful things that Nick has put into this uh, new version. So, and if you never downloaded Cashly, it's dirt cheap. I mean, it's worth it to have, right, Craig? I mean, you love oh, it. hundred percent. I've had it since the original. I'm the original Cashly fan, so it's fantastic. The updates are fantastic, and Nick is great when it comes to any questions you have. Even if you're a beginner cacher and you send him a message, he'll get back to you within a couple of hours. It's great. That's awesome, yeah. And, I mean, obviously international uh, support because we have Craig. He's in Australia, and he loves Cashly, so definitely. Um, So geocaching.com came out with a little bit of information about – their summer promotion what do we call this sydney summer i i always say like a summer souvenir promotion i guess okay. yeah and um about the uh, the mary hyde it's sort of pirate themed and um if you're going to do an ev- if you're going to do an event and you want to get the souvenir for july 15th don't forget that you need to get your event in this week 
because uh, you need to give them obviously the two week uh, leeway for that. Are you, are you, Craig? Are you planning to go to an event? or Are you going to host an event for? Well, I'm looking at because I'm already hosting a, a, an event for the Canada one um, mm-hmm. next weekend. Right. So I'm already hosting for that. Um, I didn't want to host another event for the purpose of this, and but there's no one else around here that are hosting, so I might have to. <laughs> yeah, we could at least have a meet and greet or. Uh... Yeah, yeah, just something for that that date. Yeah, you cut this out in souvenirs. Those digital pixels are the best. That's right, and as as my wife Susan always says, you don't have to dust them. Wonderful, exactly. Great souvenir. Um, so, you know, just it looks like it might be a fun thing. We don't know. We talked about before that it's a little vague, which they do that. That's okay. But um, we're going to host an event. Uh, we do an annual event, and so I was trying to find the right time to set up our annual event and this one kind of came about and it's like perfect I'll just put the two together and so um, I've actually uh, I host an event uh, every year and I have we have a really large sports park in the in the in town with softball and uh, soccer fields and all that but there's enough park around it that and in, in, in so I work I'm able to work in about a dozen or so geocaches in this little, well, not little, it's pretty big, but, uh, every year we do something. And so, um, I've got, I've got it scheduled. I've got all of my caches. Um, I send my caches in and then he, t- he looks at them and he locks them and then he'll publish them all at the same time on that date uh at 9 9 a.m on july 15th they all get published so it's very it's very exciting because usually i'm telling people about you know the event and all of a sudden everybody's phones blow up and all these caches are published and everybody goes crazy so it's it's a lot of fun (laughs) but uh hopefully the weather's good because you know july 15th for us well uh yeah for us is, is crazy that's winter for you right yeah it's winter now that's right right it's chilly it's chilly are you are you ready for winter again, Sydney? No, because <laughs> Sydney Sydney living in New York. Uh, she is, well, both her and Jesse get snow every year. We don't. I don't get much snow in Texas. Very little, some. Yeah. But uh, we always we always uh, last summer or last winter was pretty rough. I think for for you, wasn't it, Sydney? Uh, I was. Uh, I think we had a couple of big storms, mm-hmm. um, but general just standard snow straight through the winter pretty much i'm not looking forward to that again yeah not this summer summer just started gary that's already bringing up winter (laughs) i know i know um well we're gonna get started and talk a little bit about well talk a little bit we're gonna talk quite a bit about the red center experience and um the event and the trip and everything. I do want to mention, uh, you know, if you're not in the chat room and you're on live, please enter the chat room. A lot of good conversations going on there. Um, but, um, you, you know, uh, uh, John Neville's a friend of mine who uh, goes by Rugel's, uh, and, uh, his, uh, his, um, path tag has a, has a kangaroo on it because he is married to an Aussie, uh, from South Australia, and they go down there periodically and geocache and stuff. It's really kind of neat to, to. I want to make sure he was uh, with us tonight, but he uses CGO, which I know I don't give enough love to CGO. Uh, that is probably the best Android 
um, app and um, remind me, you know, something we need to probably do sometimes. We try to need to talk about CGO because um, we always talk about Cashly, but um, I don't want to, you know, I want I want to give some love to our Android users too. I don't want you guys to think we hate Android. We love Android. We love iPhone or I, iOS. Um, and we wish that there was something, um, you know, what Cashly, what's bad about these devices, I guess, is you can't write you write one, you have to rewrite the other one completely, which is sad that they do that. But anyway, that's just another thing. Um, all right, let's get talking about the Red Center experience. Um, and when you when you found out about this uh, this event, Craig, what uh, what was your initial? Were you planning this whole, or when you started the planning, were you thinking you were going to take your motorcycle, or were you? Yes. Okay. So you you felt pretty comfortable that this is what you were going to do. You're going to go Definitely. all the way to all, all the way there, which it's quite a ways. Um, it, you went. It uh, is it three days there and three days back. Is that right? Well, I took I took the uh, the shortest route there, which is two thousand kilometers or, or you know, thirteen hundred miles uh, in three days to get there, and then I took a, a longer route back, going coming back through Queensland. Oh, gotcha. It took me a nearly week, oh, just over a week to get back. So yeah. Oh, wow. yeah, <laughs> that's awesome though. <laughs> that was great. Craig's an adventurer, such an adventurer, yeah. getting out and doing that. So now. You had you been to um, uh, Alice Springs before, like as a kid, or was this your first time out that way? Yeah, never. Um, I'd been to Victoria a couple of times. I've been to Queensland a couple of times. That's pretty much it. I'm very rare have I been to any other parts of Australia because it's so big. Yeah. So, so Alice Springs was is basically it's right in the middle of the dead center of Australia. So Australia is very similar size to the US. So it's like going from the east coast to, for you guys to the middle, which is right. Kansas, what state? Like Kansas. Kansas. I think so. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, but I have to. We can't. I can't ride directly straight across. So because there's a big um, desert in the middle, so I have to actually ride down and around the desert, and then I rode home by the top. So I did like a big circle, big loop oh, up cool. and around. So yeah, it was great. It's great. And um, on motorcycle, and I got. I watched. Uh, you got some great videos uh, out there. So. Uh, definitely uh, catch up on if you haven't uh, some of Craig's uh, videos that he did. Uh, he did each day. We're talking about. We're, we'll, I want to kind of start the conversation because we'll talk about the actual event. But I want to talk yeah. a little bit about the, the trip. trip. The trip, yes, <laughs> yes. because um, did a great video and pack because you got you had to pack with the plan in place that a you're going to camp along the way. You had to bring all your like you're going to bring geocaching stuff, you know. Yep. Um, uh, you're gonna you ate along the highway or yep. or where we go. So that's some good and all on the back of a motorcycle. So well, it is it is a big bike. So I've got a, a Honda Goldwing. It's a big big bike. Um, I wouldn't probably it'd be hard to do it on a smaller bike than that, but you still could do it. Um, so yeah, I had to plan. I had to have my my camping tent. I had my sleeping equipment i had my cooking equipment as well plus food drink i had extra fuel tanks as well because there's some right. parts there where i can't go for the length on just one tank of fuel um so i had that plus i had the geocaching stuff as well 
So including including little the the pocket Cetos. Have you seen those that I did on YouTube? Yeah, the little pocket Cetos. Yes. So I dropped those little pocket Cetos off here and there all That's through cool. my, my trip around as well, which is pretty cool. Yeah, so you so, brought extra, yeah. So yeah, so I had everything basically on the back of that bike. Um, <laughs> I'd planned to do. I'd planned my my trip. Uh, we got this thing, this app called Wiki Camps here, um, and it's basically an app where you can plan your trip and plan your stops. So I had my fuel stops, I had my sleeping stops, but most importantly, I had my cash stops as well. So <laughs> cool. I did cash along the way, probably doing between ten to fifteen a day every day on my trip. So just enough to make me stop and you know, stretch the legs, but not too much that I wasn't getting far enough during a day's trip. Right. So, so Sydney, is this bringing back, bringing back flashbacks to last year? Because Sydney went on a, basically a trip. How far was your trip, Sydney, when you did the? Um, I don't know the exact mileage off the top of my head, but I'd say, I mean, I didn't have to loop around. I, I pretty much, the roads pretty much go straight through the U.S. here. There's no big desert in the middle. Um, well, <laughs> There is, but you, not not where I was. Um, so I mean, the trip for us took two and a half days, but we were kind of we weren't driving for an insane amount of time per day, only like eight hours or so, and we were stopping and getting out every you know hundred miles or so. So, right. and I didn't take a, a seven day trip home either <laughs> and you, do, you didn't do it on the back of a motorcycle either no exactly <laughs> i i can't imagine how you packed everything you needed on a motorcycle yeah i do i do show it in my first video i show it all spread out on the front yeah lawn. you did and my son helped me pack it it was like tetris you know this can go there then that can fit there and <laughs> right because i know we had we had coolers we had the tent we had sleepy bags we had we had all this stuff, the geocaching bag, all the stuff for the dog who came Good with puppy us. puppy dog, yep. Yeah, and I just can't imagine <laughs> what that was like. Did, yeah, I didn't have a dog, so that's all right. Yeah. Craig, did you? That's, that's, oh, go ahead. I was going to just say, you could save a little space if you don't bring the dog. <laughs> that's right. right. That's right. Um, the, the, uh, the app you said you used was, was it called again? Uh, wiki camps wiki camps okay wiki like camps, w like yeah. kind of like wiki wiki links like wiki leaks but yeah wiki right. camps wiki, wiki, wiki camp yeah. okay wiki camps okay um and so the you... idea of that app itself is is it's user user friendly so i know in terms of if i if i find a, a campsite that's not on there on there i can actually place it on there you know oh, okay cool yes mark and say yep and this is available at this campsite you know, that sort of thing. So you can look up free campsites. You can look up paid campsites, all that sort of stuff. So oh, I use cool. that to look up all the free campsites all along the trip. So That's awesome. Which is really, really cool. There's a couple of times there where, especially in South Australia, um, going up the, the, the new highway itself, uh, is that there's nothing around at all. Um, I try to get off the road as much as I can, but as soon as you get off the road, all, you, all there is is just red dirt, um, a couple of small shrub trees, but that's pretty much it. And um, it's quite eerie when there's no reception, no one around, and nothing. It's just you uh, overnight, and it's not even crickets sometimes. Like, there's no sound at all. But the actual views themselves were incredible. So I saw every sunrise as the sun as the moon was setting or vice versa. So, right. you know, the moonrise as the sunset, because it was that flattened plain, I mm -hmm. saw the tilt, if you like, of the, of the earth. It was fantastic. Yeah, I've... 
I forgot to mention, I need to uh, also mention in the chat room, he's in our chat room a lot now, which I really uh, love because he's uh, funny and uh, seemed like a really good guy I'd love to meet. Uh, If I mess this up, please just apologize now. Psych one? Maggot? Sick. I think it's sick one. Sick one. Okay. He sick lives. One. So sick one. T- t- um, put in the chat room exactly uh, what I, I know. You live north of of uh, or do you know Craig? Have you ever met? Him? No. Okay. He's a geocacher. Uh, uh, lives. Okay. He's north of you, but I, I'd be curious to know just have just for fun to find out where where he is um, in relation to, I think he says he's, he lives north of where you're at. But anyway, yeah. um, did you did you use Project GC at all for, uh, oh, and Sydney, you did get it right. Of course, Sydney got it right. <laughs> I, I never get them right. I mess them up all the time. So um, did you use Project GC at all for the caching part of it or what did you? Uh, no, I use Cashly for everything. Um, oh, I only uh, use Cashly. So no. The only thing I had was my phone. That's oh. it. Cool. Um, so I, I use the phone. I was thinking about the planning part. Did you, as far as finding caches, long did you, did you make a list or how did you? You just put it on, just throw it cashly. Yeah, well, I use obviously just the um, the GC first and just did a, a, a um, caches along route. And oh, I did okay, each day cool. when you where I was traveling each day. Um, I had them as a pocket query uh, and then using cashly just save them to the offline yeah. list. And of course, you can catch as well. All my maps are offline. Like I've downloaded the entire Australia offline, which has just took up minimal space. Right. And so there was times where I couldn't use any other mapping apart from Cashly Map to actually see oh. make sure I was in the right direction. So <laughs> it, was, it was good for so many things. <laughs> That's right. So you worked to use the geocaching app, sort of an atlas, you know, to get you. An atlas, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and make sure I'm going the right direction in the morning, you know, that sort of thing. Right. Yep, this is the way. Because it, it didn't require any, any yeah. um, what do you yeah, yeah, internet side. Yeah, no data, no data needed, or yeah, no, um, yeah, no internet connection, which is which no. is great. Another beautiful thing about Cashly is that you can, yeah, you because the GPS in your phone will work. You just don't have any signal, which is great because Cashly allow for all that. So um, exactly. Yeah. Uh, sick one, by the way, Craig. He lives in Bundaberg in. Oh, Queen- that's that's in Queensland. That's North Queensland. Queensland. Bundaberg. Yeah. 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 Yep. 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 So if you're ever up that way, uh, y'all you get together and uh, uh, do a little geocaching. So very cool. Absolutely. Very cool. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so it's neat. We get uh, good connections here in Aus- uh, to our uh, to all you all you all our friends and our Aussie friends. So, um, <laughs> well, um, what are some geocaches you did along the route, uh, especially since Sydney's here and. Jesse's having some some uh, internet issues. We're going to talk about Earth caches. Yes. Yay! Because <laughs> everybody on the show right now loves Earth caches. Well, yeah, I do too. I love them. In fact, there's just not as many around me. But anyway, talk about some of the some of the caches that um, that you did along the route because it's kind of neat. Well, obviously, because there's so many along the route itself, I, I tried to limit them to just good quality caches rather than quantity. Um, Obviously, I did like a lot of TB hotels, you know, the bigger size caches, letterbox caches, try to mix it up a little bit. But, um, yeah, I had to actually do um, a lot of the earth caches along the way because they take you to a place where – and it's normally they take you to a place where you can go and actually touch or feel what you're looking at um, rather than just a lookout where everyone else goes, where every mm-hmm. other member of the public just goes and, oh, yeah, look at that beautiful scenery. And it, this can take you to a place where you can actually go down closer and, and whatnot. So things like – 
the Great Salt Lakes in South Australia, which Rugels will know about as well. Like that, they were fantastic. They were unbelievable. Um, to the there's one uh, of a salt lake, but it's got a an island in the middle of the salt lake. And where you're looking at it from, it does look like a floating island it, because it's a mirage effect. Yes, yeah, it was like I, a floating island. Get to check like, out that video because it does. It looks like it does. It, look, it looks like you're you know like up on the side of a mountain and like the clouds are in there and you can see the top of it. It's really cool. That's right. That's right. That's really cool. And he actually walked out on it, which is kind of neat because you could kind of, I mean, you actually yep. like get down to the ground and like show us how that, you know, this. Yeah, yeah, that's right. With the Salt Lakes, they're, they're incredible. Like I'd, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, I've lived in Australia all my life. I'm 42 years of age and never been there. It's pretty sad, but you have to go there at once at some time. And um, to actually walk on this salt lake and hear the crunching under your feet and realize that there's, they're actually very hollow. So it's about that much hollow, like an inch and a half hollow, um, mm. where you can crack through the top of the salt and it's just nothing underneath. So it's really strange. And there's waves of salt as well. It's like it's been evaporated very, very quickly at times. Um, wow. And the salt's just, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure, but yeah, it's been, and, it, and it's very, it tastes obviously, it tastes like I did have to have a bite of it, of course. Of course, like, you had to. <laughs> Well, that was part of the prerequisite for the uh, for the Earth Cache, you know. So right, no, <laughs> you, yeah, have taste you have to. <laughs> you have yeah. to do what the Earth Cache tells you to do. So um, yeah, so things like that. <laughs> then there, obviously there was uh, Uluru as well, um, Ayers Rock. That's that's just magnificent. That's just uh, that's the the largest uh, monolith um, in I think in the Southern Hemisphere, maybe the world. I'm not sure. No, no, second second to uh, Kosciuszko, I think it is. Um, so yeah, so that was that was just magnificent and. The only issue for me from for my trip though was it was a drizzle rain the time I was there, and so yeah, I didn't get to experience the whole because at sunset and and and, um, and sunrise the actual rock itself will change five or six different hues of color oh, wow. um, within the space of half an hour. So you can sit there with a time lapse camera, for instance, and you can actually see the rock change color automatically, like you're looking at a, at a TV screen. You know, oh, that's awesome. Wow. So, so I have to go back there to actually see that properly. <laughs> <laughs> there you Next go, another years. trip. But um, exactly, you ended up doing. Gosh, you, you said before the show started, you did maybe about a dozen Earth caches. Yeah, uh, I, I looked at I looked at my um uh, my my log oh. itself, and I got up to about twenty Earth caches in oh, my trip. Wow. So between twenty and twenty five Earth caches in the trip. So that's pretty cool. Sydney. Yeah. There you go. Go to Australia. Great. I know. I've always wanted to go to Australia, especially because my name is Sydney, and so I yeah. want to go to Sydney, Australia. <laughs> you'd buy, but, you'd buy up all the, the little, tchotchke type, you know, the little. Right. Stu- <laughs> all, these, all these things say my name. Look, the shirt says my name, and this. Be great. <laughs> Your boyfriend, if he's with you, be like Sydney. You've got way too much stuff with your name on it that's plenty it's all you need but, yeah uh, yeah you, you know uh, and i'm sure craig you have the same like you mentioned before the same experience it's like um there are a lot of good earth caches even around dallas there's some good earth caches there are some that um i mean it's for me it's nice just have one because a lot of times when they ask us geocaching.com asks for us to do an earth cache we have to drive quite a ways to get to one so you know uh, i appreciate everybody's efforts to do you know uh, an earth cache but i really appreciate the ones that are really of kind of high quality um, yeah well, we've got a new earth, earth cache location down here near where i live just, just south of sydney um and it's up in the sort of mountain areas and it's along a uh, a trail hike 
And what the person's done is actually made an earth cache um, power trail. So I think there's nearly 19 or 20 earth caches along a, an actual trail hike, and they're all different. Everyone's different, whether it be the waterfall, whether it be different type of rock formations. You know, it's it's just amazing. So there you go. You've got a power trail of earth caches down here. Wow. <laughs> she's she's <laughs> like, I just, she's salivating. Well, I, I, I can't imagine because I know what it's like to try and come up with an idea for a topic and have it be anything substantial. Uh, is That's the biggest struggle for me because I have a couple and I'm, I just have no idea where even to put another. So I, I can't imagine like what all the effort that this guy put in to come up with different ideas for a whole that's trail's right. worth. That's right. And we have our, our reviewer down here as well. I think he does Australia and New Zealand, Earthcash, their reviewer. And he is, he is very geological minded as well. So he knows exactly what he likes and what he needs and what he wants to, to make an Earthcash successful and, and to make you learn something by doing the earth cache, which is what we're all what we're supposed to be doing. Oh, right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and there's probably a challenge. Well, Sydney probably knows this. Is, is, there's probably a challenge if you do like 20 earth caches in one day, you could probably go find a sign a log somewhere. I would think. There probably is somewhere. I assume pretty much anything you can do. I kind of right. assume that there's a challenge cache out there somewhere <laughs> for it. Well, right. Yeah, long as it's um, what, what do we what do we um, long as it's uh, verifiable, I guess in Project GC. Well, now, yeah, but yeah. there could have been one out there from before right. the rule change. Right. Well, um, let's get to. We could talk about your your trip, and that could be a whole show. But let's get into oh, yeah. the actual uh, event. So, Sydney, I'm gonna turn it over to you. And we talk a little bit about the actual event. Right. Um, so here's my first question. I know it's probably going to be a heartbreaker. Was the Red Center experience a mega event or no? No, it wasn't. Oh. <laughs> I know, I know. Even though it was the uh, most funded event we've had in Australia ever in terms of monetary value, um, we had, seriously, we had nearly 30 Garmin giveaways, you know, for the, for the prizes wow. we had. Um, fireworks at the end, we had live bands playing, we had movie night every night, we had, you know, all these magnificent experiences. It didn't make mega because I think personally of the remoteness. So we had a Facebook page called The Pilgrimage to the Red Centre um, where everyone who was going was had access to, the, you know, the Facebook page to say this is how their trip's going. Everyone that was there, apart from I think two or three people, everyone else that was there spent a minimum of 10 hours driving to get there. Wow. Um, everyone stayed on site as well, so which was a magnificent sort of big camping site. So because of the, the remoteness of it, um, as, look at me, I travelled three days to get there, you know, and, and I'm not the only one. Um, so, yeah, the remoteness of it, Not we made, I think it was 460 people signed the log and, and clicked oh. the, the attend. So it was close but no cigar, unfortunately. Oh. I mean, we, we did speak to, or the producers uh, did speak to the um, to GC and they just said, look, Sorry, 500 is 500, which is fair enough as well, like, you know. But uh, but it'd be like, yeah, it was hard to get that many people to that sort of remote location, especially in Australia. We're not as big here. Obviously, geocaching isn't as big and, and as what it is in, the, in America, like in terms of the amount of people that do it. So pretty much a good a good 80% of geocachers in Australia went to this event, you know, but it still didn't make mega. So, <laughs> yeah, it's hard like that sometimes. But you look like you had a great time. 
Oh, yeah, whether it's a mega or not. And this is what I've been spruiking to people. No matter what, what's the difference between an event and a mega event is just an icon, really, on your GC page. That's the only difference. For me, whether it's a mega or an event, I enjoy the social aspect of it. I enjoy getting out there and chatting to people, going a full day's hike and cashing with people, you know, that people you've never met before or seen before, you know, but you have something in common with. So for me, that's that's more important than yeah, a little icon at the end of the day. That's awesome. So I, I, I see you wrote something kind of unique about this event, um, something about a travel bugs and raffle tickets. So I didn't know that was unique until you guys brought it up. So what happened was is that they wanted everyone to bring in travel bugs to obviously into the into the event, not a problem. And so what they offered, because they had so many prizes, they offered for every travel bug you, you drop into the event, you get a little raffle ticket for, and which then you can be you know, get awarded a prize. So everyone was collecting all the, the TBs throughout Australia, bring them all into the Red Centre. <laughs> so every time I went past a, um, a TB hotel, it would be empty. It would be already be, you know, taken. Everything would be gone. So I signed the logbook. Yep, I know why, you know. But when we got there, I think there was just, just under 900 um, trackables were all dropped into the event, which is pretty cool. Um, and they awarded a few a few Garmin prizes for that too. So Garmin were great as well. Garmin came to the party with so many different prizes, as, as in, and Garmin were there. They had a, a stall there as well, which is really cool. Very so cool. they were there too. And, yeah. Um, and yeah, so many people come away with just little handheld Garmins, and everyone was excited for it. So it was great. But yeah, they that's the yeah, the raffle thing. I didn't know that was actually a um, something unusual. I, I thought that happened at all of them. But <laughs> oh yeah, no, I don't. I think. I think if if the word got out that people would get raffle tickets to bring travel bugs, there would be like thousands and thousands of them. Uh, because I don't think Sydney, if you, I don't ever heard of something like this. I have never heard of this. I don't think they do this in the U.S. Well, it's a cool idea. I don't know. I don't know. Because I would just like activate a bunch of trackables and right. here you go. <laughs> So yeah, we, we some people probably did that, and there were some people there with a bag of them, but um, but most of them just yeah, as I said before, they hoarded the TV hotel as they came into the centre. <laughs> so pretty much every trackable that's been in Australia now has been to the Red Centre, <laughs> <laughs> which is awesome. Now, yeah, it is. Did they they make now? Did you make room to drag a bunch of them back out of there? When you were um, done? No, I just I just was very selective with the size of the okay. ones that I took. <laughs> so you took them because yeah. you, and then you kind of could sort of disseminate them as you went back home. You could kind of drop them here and there, kind of exactly. Deal. And or, and I'm a good geocacher in terms of I actually read the goal before I take the TV. So I'm one good, of those. You're a good I'm, man. Uh, I am. I'm one of those. And so the goal is, to, for instance, to go to Queensland. Oh, I'm going that way. No worries. I'll take this one. But yeah, <laughs> if you wanted to go to West Australia, I'd leave it there. So things. <laughs> Which you're a good man because. We could do a whole show, Sydney and I, on a travel bug that's supposed to go east and it goes to California. You know, you're like, I put east, east, come on. So, well, see, this is how good I am then, because I've got a I've got a TB hotel that I made myself as well, um, with great help from West Virginia Tim on the actual locking mechanism. Okay, um, yeah, chuck him out there as well. But um, I, I've got in there, I've got th uh, four different compartments. One's going north, one's going south, one's going overseas, and one's going west, you see. So people have to read their TB to make sure they drop it in the right container. And then when you pick up, you go, okay, I'm going north, so bang, take those ones. So, yeah. So I've even got that That's in my great. TB hotel. 
I've always wanted to make a, a TV hotel, but I want it to be something cool like that. So I need to like put in the work and you yep. know, have a, a good place, safe place to put it. Haven't gotten that far yet. Well, I found all West Virginia Tim's ones that he does, they're incredible. And to have a workshop like, and time like him, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> right. city has been to her to his uh, uh, event that he does every year. So Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I don't have the time really to no. <laughs> to spend to put in uh, making those awesome as many at least awesome caches. I could probably maybe do one, and I would be like, "Okay, that's good enough for me." So maybe when when we uh, I have some more time on my hands, I'll, I'll get to it. But I always I always say that about something or other. There you go. Well, <laughs> I don't know about down there, uh, Craig, but up here. A lot of us have sort of bad experiences with travel bugs because they, we tend to send them out and they just kind of go into the void and we never see them again or nobody ever sees them again. We have the same issue. I mean, I, I, I activated a, um, a, a trackable for Jack Hatch for Michael Day. Oh, and yeah, it was just exactly. like a little, a little ring with a dog tag on it, you know, and I actually put it in my TB hotel mm -hmm. and it's gone. Oh, <laughs> it didn't even no. last. It didn't even last one TB hotel. Like it lasted the TB hotel. That was it. Then it was gone. Didn't even move from there. Just gone. <laughs> <laughs> I've got this little one here. I'll show you guys. Um, and um, I blocked part of it. So, but it, if we found this, the travel bug dog tag in uh, Jesse and I found this in a cache. This is all that was in the cache. I actually added a little path tag to it because I wanted to put something with it, but it's somebody else's. I'm going to drop it because uh, of our events coming up. I'm going to drop it in there to, to get it move on, but it has no... I don't even know if anybody owned it. I had to look it up, but somebody owns this, and I need to drop it off here shortly, but it's got no goals. It's got no... It's got <laughs> nothing on it. It just has got nothing. So it's like this is the bare minimum of a travel bug. So... <laughs> Nothing, nothing attached to it. Nothing. Nothing. Just dropped in a cache. <laughs> so. Um. So let's let's talk a little bit about um the the event itself. What are what are some things that come to mind uh, that you guys did? I know. Uh, and go go watch the go watch the YouTube video. It's in the show notes, but. Uh, or I think I put in the show notes. There's one in there. I'll put. I'll, I'll definitely put in your. I'll go back and put those in right after the show as well, so people can get those. But obviously, we'll and we'll talk about your 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 vlog uh, on YouTube. Uh, but what are some things that come to mind that really stand out for you? Well, for me personally, it was, it was the camping um, every night with friends. You know, um, it's it's like an event that just doesn't end. <laughs> that's what I like. That's what I liked about it. But being in the in the red center of Australia, like so, the, the the climate was just absolutely perfect. The weather, the temperature was perfect for caching. Like it wasn't too hot, wasn't too cold. Um, every morning, everyone sort of got up, grabbed their breakfast, their bacon and egg rolls, and a cup of coffee, and off they went. And being in the red center of Australia, they had made obviously um, a lot of um, power trails throughout everywhere, and they were, they were they were going everywhere. These power trails and power trails would lead to obviously existing earth caches such as, you know, there's different gaps um, in, in the earth and whatnot that they're just amazing where Aboriginal people, like the first the first people in Australia sort of thing, they, they, they would make their different areas and they'd have it all in the earth cache about what you'd learn so much just from the earth cache itself. 
Um, that's what I like about it. But most importantly, the biggest one that you guys would love, the fact is that I found the two millionth geocache. It's located oh. in Alice Springs. It's it is gorgeous. <laughs> it is gorgeous. Um, awesome? It's a good size cache. Oh, good. Um, you That's do have to do a little climb to get it, and it's got the best. It's got a great view to it. So, yeah, it just so happened to be a great two millionth cache that was just. Yeah, well, it wasn't a mint tin and a guardrail. For right. It. It, was actually <laughs> worth, it was worth it. It was worth it. It's definitely worth going to. That and it's awesome. actually logged as the two millionth geocache. Yeah. They didn't do that with a three million one. No. They, they, no. No, they didn't. They didn't actually nominate one three million one sort of thing, but they did do. They did nominate this one as the two millionth, so it's yeah, pretty cool. I remember when that was coming about, and um, you know, just a you know, it worked out that it turned out, you know, obviously to be a, a great one. I kind of wish they would have just sort of nominated a three millionth just to kind of. I mean, yeah. Sydney and I and Jesse were all watching. Uh, we kept refreshing the screen, and what's bad is people don't think about it because they're like, "Well, which was a three millionth?" Well, it's hard to say because you have to realize that geocaching.com yeah it's going yeah exactly so craig's going like up and down because people are archiving all over the world just in general they're just archiving people are putting out caches and so it's it's fluctuating and so you know it's about the time it hits three million uh, you know which was the three millionth i mean because you know was it you know like i said it so it's it's very fluid if you ever go look, go to geocaching.com, go to filters and just there and refresh on the the, screen, the thing. It'll tell you, you know, this it'll keep changing. So, well, rumor has it that it was in it was in New Zealand. Rumor has it, but I think that rumor was started by New Zealanders. Probably, maybe. <laughs> just pick one. We're 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 okay with it. Just just pick yeah, one and yeah. call it the three millionth. You know, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it was so funny. I remember that day because Gary was texting us and he was like it just went over and then i would go in i'm like no, no it didn't it's it's like it's like five less and then and then i would refresh again and it would be like you know three million and five and then it would go back down to two two nine 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 six or whatever and yeah it was, it was just jumping up and down and he would be like oh it's there again i'm like no it's not it's <laughs> we're, we're we're at three million thirty seven thousand seven twenty right now and wow uh, I don't know if people were really because it, it's just sitting there right now. So apparently, right now, nobody's archiving anything. So, Sydney, go archive two or three of your caches real quick. I did the other day, actually. I did, I did too. I, I had to clear out the uh, the park because um, I had put out new caches. So, uh, all of the last year's caches are are now removed. But anyway, back to the back to the show. That was a and and Gary. Someone I think Peter just asked how many geocaches died by at the event by venomous snakes. <laughs> Yeah, how many? How many did you guys lose this year? Well, yeah, none. Thank goodness. Oh, none this year. That's awesome. <laughs> none this year. None this year. See, a lot of people don't understand when it comes to our natural uh, habitats, such as snakes and whatnot. Unless you disturb them by turning over a rock, for instance, and putting your hand into places where you know you haven't looked first, you're not going to get bitten by anything here. Like people, and I do. I, I talk it up to say, you know, like, oh, look how tough I am. I live in Australia, but. At the end of the day, <laughs> they're more scared of you than what you are of them. So you know, and but in saying that, though, the Northern Territory and 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 that sort of area are, are very prolific for snakes, mm -hmm. um, including I think it's the number one deadliest in the world. It actually lives in 
in Alice Springs as well. So, but no, you don't see them. They're very rare that you see any of that sort of stuff. So you see a lot of the kangaroos and, and other things and a lot of lizards, a lot of lizards you see, which is pretty cool. But yeah, there's nothing too deadly around here. But as long as geocache is from overseas, yeah, right. come and visit me. I can actually take them and they, they can be, you know, not be harmed. <laughs> don't they have like spiders? I can be their guy. Don't they have spiders like this, like, you know, the size of like a, a, Your a, face. a like a lunch, you know, like a dinner plate, like really large, huge spiders. Like yes. they're all over the place, right? They're called huntsmen's and they're actually, they're a pretty bad name. They're called a huntsman spider, but they're harmless. Like they're scary looking, but they don't really, they can bite you. They can, but do they? No. Um, they're actually good for getting rid of like mosquitoes and stuff, you know, and so, small mice. Right. So leave, leave them alone. Mice. <laughs> small <laughs> mice. Wallab- wallabies. They just kind of take out anything. So no, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's cool. So, yeah. No, no. Yeah. That sort of stuff. I mean, as I said, just if you pay me to be your tour guide while you're over here, then I can make sure that no harm will come to you. <laughs> Perfect. We would do that. Yeah. Yeah, hit me up and I'll, I'll join you. Right, that's perfect. Um, <laughs> that amazing. Go ahead. So, oh, go ahead, Cindy. I'm jumping in there. Go ahead. Oh well, he mentioned kangaroos, and I got really excited because that's mm-hmm. one of the big reasons I want to go to Australia. I know, I know, kangaroos are like, are they actually like mean? Like they're portrayed, or no? Again, no? like so in my travels, like I'm on the motorbike and I'm traveling in the remote lands of Australia. Did I see kangaroos during the day? Hardly at all. The only time I saw kangaroos were on dusk or dawn. That's when they're most when they come out the most. Um, uh-huh. The most kangaroos I saw were were dead on the side of the road um, oh. from where the tr- from where the trucks had hit them during the night. You know, yeah. and trucks trucks are built for that in Australia. Like they've got these big rhubarbs on the front, and they'll just mow them down. Like, <laughs> well, you know? so it's like deer here yeah. in the US. Right. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. Like, yeah, they're not really they're not considered. They're actually considered a predator in some cases in terms of um, farmers. So farmers will have culling roos sometimes because there's too many. But, um, yeah, when you see them out back, they don't come near you. They're, they're very scared of you. They don't – unless unless they've, they're around a campsite already and where they've been hand-fed before and they'll come back for hand-feeding, but that's it. That's it. Right. Yeah. yeah. So- sounds they're like not, not deer here in the U.S. Because the yeah. deer – Sounds like that. They're really skittish. They won't come near you. They get hit by yeah. cars a lot. So yeah, sounds yeah. similar. Probably exactly the same. <laughs> but you're but those will, will jump. They and that is. I just want to see that so bad because I yeah. Well, when, like they, when they jump as well, this is the hardest thing. So when you're riding a bike or you're driving in a car, they'll you see them and they'll start to jump away from you but then they'll change their course and like just jump in front of you like they're trying to commit suicide themselves. Like it's just, it's incredible. They just jump anywhere they, they, they can to try and get away from something. So they're not the smartest tools in the shed to put that way. So. <laughs> and emus are the same. I saw more emus as well. Emus are great, but they're, they're dumb. They're just, they'll, they'll be way off the, the road and the, the rest of the flock will be on the other side of the road but they'll run across directly in front of you to be with their flock rather than just to stay away from you, you know? <laughs> right. And just so. plowed over. So yeah. um, you've got like ranches, obviously, like anywhere else in the world, but do do you guys have a lot of fenced, like private property out that way? I mean, 
You're in the middle not of really. kind of nowhere, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. no, not really. I mean, there's there's fence lines that go across. This is what I found quite strange as well. So there's fence lines that go across the road, but they hit the road, and mm-hmm. then you'll have a cattle grid, like a cattle right. grate across the yeah. road. And this is on a main highway where right. the speed limit's like 130 kilometers an hour speed limit. You know, you're so you're doing quite a big speed, but then you've got to go across this cattle grid. So on the bike, <laughs> it was yeah. <laughs> on the bike, I had to slow down and then keep going. Yeah, really. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So, but now there's not really that many sort of private property locations out there. It's it's very open and very sparse. Right. Was it yeah. was it difficult to find campgrounds, or you you probably okay with you could just pull over anywhere, right? Pretty much, yeah. You can, you could just pull over anywhere, but you did want to try and get somewhere where there's some time or some space off the road facilities because those those yeah. cattle trucks and and stuff come through overnight. And we're talking trucks, we're talking road trains. So mm-hmm. we're talking a, a, a prime mover, but it's got like five five trucks behind it, like five wow. actual right. um, Connect- trailers behind it. Trailers, yeah, wow, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. That's... so the road, big road trains, and they make a hell of a noise. So if you want any decent sleep, you're trying to get off the road as much as possible. <laughs> get a little ways out of there, so yeah. Exactly, can, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, no, that was that was pretty cool. And the remoteness of it was 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 good after you got used to it <laughs> right so doing it by yourself was a bit sort of strange or not strange but yeah a bit of an experience next time i'd go i'd probably go with someone else just to have some sort of someone to talk to not just myself yeah because you're you're Although a, i could chat for hours yeah i was gonna say you're a social guy so it would work great <laughs> Spe- speaking of being uh very good on the social thing now uh, we're going to talk about your periscope because I find that fascinating because you do so great with the periscopes. But um, your videos that you did um, on the trip, like your day ones, your, your day, all that, and then all your all your information or all your vlogs that you did at the event, you told us before the show you did them all on your iPhone. Just the iPhone. That's This is all I had was my iPhone. That's it. Nothing else. I'm on a bike. I can't carry big camera equipment and whatever else. So I, I do snippet videos as much as I can um, during the day with the phone, um, just using the video phone feature. That's that's all it was. And then overnight, especially if I had no uh, no connection, no one to talk to, I'd then sit there and, and use iMovie on my on my phone and do the editing, you know, wow. on, on the phone. So I could do all the editing. I even did the voiceover, you know, while the yeah. fire's crackling in the background, I did the voiceover, you know, things like that. Um which which just made everything very easy for me to complete that, and then I can just upload it when I get Wi-Fi, you know. And so yeah, I did everything on the on the on the iPhone, and even all the event video, all on the iPhone. So wow. caches on Cashly on the iPhone. I didn't use any other device apart from the iPhone. So no no Garmin, no GPS, nothing else. Right. So, so Sydney, where you know, you should be able to vlog every day now too. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Well, I, I, it is amazing what the iPhone can do. I mean, I, I assume that Android takes just as good video. I haven't had an Android in a long time, but iPhone has the built-in iMovie, so you can record the video and do your editing and the voiceover, whatever you want, all on one device. They have music you can import on there and all that stuff. I've used it a couple times. Um, it's just it's just kind of pretty easy to use, and then it's all in one spot, and you can upload straight from your phone, and I feel like it works out really well. Plus, the, the video quality on the iPhone these days is, has gotten significantly better. So oh, that definitely. helps a lot. Definitely. I did use an app called Filmic Pro, 
um, for to the actual film because with the filmic pro you can do the different the contrast or the aperture separately and lock it in or the or the, the focal point you know or you can change focal points as well um, manually so I did use filmic pro as the as the app itself for it is it um, film film MC pro is that how you would spell it Craig or I think so yeah yeah okay. fil- no film I see pro oh film I see pro got gotcha. you film ic, ic pro I see pro got gotcha. you. Oh. Wrong one. That's <laughs> okay. Straight up. Yeah. 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 That is, it's like a red banner. Oh, okay. That's all right. Cool. Cool. Very cool. So, uh, Craig, why don't you tell us a little bit about your Periscope account? <laughs> so, I've, I've Periscoped for for years when it first came out, and um, Joshua Johnson, he's the one that put me onto the Periscope when he started doing it as well. Um, but then I, I took about a twelve month break because it wouldn't work on my phone. Um, I've got a new phone and it started working again. Funnily enough, so I've been back on Periscope now for for nearly twelve months, um, doing them almost daily. And yeah, so I basically do. I'll go to a GZ location or somewhere similar, or maybe even it's just a waypoint if I'm doing a, a multi, and I'll just scope from there to say good day and and to everyone else around. Show you where so show people where I am. Show the different cash types we have in Australia. So it's a pretty good following at the moment. I mean, I'm just, I think I'm sitting just on around 800 sort of followers at the moment, which is pretty cool. Um, but they love to join in live and then they can chat to me live and ask me questions live while I'm, I'm showing. So that's yeah. what I like about, that's what I like about the Periscope. So when you can interact directly with people, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. And you're, you're doing a streak, right? Are you still doing that? Well, I'm doing two types of streak at the moment. Oh, I'm a crazy nutter. Um, <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing just your normal streak, you know, everyday caching, that's fine. And I think I'm up to 590 days straight at the moment. So that's just a normal streak. But there's a, a challenge cache here in Australia where you have to get you have to log a different type per day. So you can't have two days in a row the same cache type. So you, you can have a traditional, then you have to have a multi or an earth cache, and then you have to have, you know, a different one again from that one you did the day before. So I've completed that because that was 31 days, and so I completed that a while ago. Um, but there is one one person who's got the the number one spot, if you like, for that particular type of challenge, and he just so happens to be the number one streaker in Australia as well. Whoa, um, he's, okay. he's completed his stuff. So he's got 81 of these days straight. So I've got to get a minimum of 82 <laughs> just to <laughs> beat him at something because I'm not going to beat his streak because he's, he's been streaking now. And he's still on the streak for, for six, seven years. So, yeah, he's it. Bellarat Waggy, his name is. He's incredible. <laughs> so Craig can't tie him. He's not going to do 81. He's got to do no. 82. <laughs> I've, I've got to do 82. I have to I have to beat him by at least one. So, All right. And funnily enough, I've, I've put a message into Project GC about a challenge checker because I thought to myself, this is a great challenge to do and to put out for people. And if that was the case, then I'd, I'd go to 100. And then I'd, I'd people make people do a hundred, you know, just to be evil. But um, <laughs> mm-hmm. but unfortunately, Project GC came back and said there's no challenge checker for it. So under the new rules, we can't put it out. So so unfortunately, but yeah, that's that's what's happening at the moment with my streaks. <laughs> there's two of them. <laughs> right. Uh, um, a couple notes in the chat room. We we're going to jump back and forth a little bit, uh, but. Uh, Memphis Mafia, not sure who that is. He says, um, are there large areas with no geocaches in Australia? Yes, there are huge areas with no geocaches. Um, so in Australia, you've got, and it's probably similar to you guys as well, but we've got national parks. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we we can't put a, a, G, a physical geocache in a national park without getting permission. Um, and if you do seek and get permission for it, then there can't there's not allowed to be any swag in it. There can't be any travel bugs in it. All it is is a container and a logbook. That's it. You know that sort of thing. Um, so there's those, but there are areas in Australia where you know there's just there's hardly anyone around in order to put them in because you've got to be within you know 161 kilometres of your residence in order to have a traditional out. Oh, okay. Yes, so if no one, no geocaches live in that area, then there's not going to be any caches there. So, sure. exactly. But I, um, I put out an earth cache on the way back myself. Um, at these things called the Pebbles, uh, up near Queensland, and um, and it's been found since then. So it was back in April. It's been found twice since then. So <laughs> right. the first to find was nearly a month. It took someone a month to find it for the first to find. You know, wow. So just goes to show. There's not that many geocaches that travel around Australia like that. So. The remote, yeah. The other question Very is... Very remote. A, yeah, other chat room was John Rugels. He uh, he wrote, uh, how many spare battery packs did you have to haul with you on this tri on the trip to Red Center? Well, none, because my, with my motorbike, I've got... I had um, a USB. I've got two USB ports in my motorbike. And so as I'm riding along, in most cases... In most cases, I actually use, um, cash, funnily enough, Cashly's um, uh, mapping, and I had it automatically plugged into the USB, so it was it stated 100% the whole time. The only time it, it was when I unplugged it to go find a cache, then come back, plug it back in. So, yeah, no batteries required. <laughs> That's awesome. Yep, yep. Okay. Uh, back to you, Sydney, on Periscope stuff. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, one one other thing. Uh, I I think Jess, Jesse's in the chat. He he found it funny that you said GZ for yes. ground zero instead of we here in the U.S. call it GZ. Oh yes, yes, obviously say Z, and we so yes. he just he thought it was funny that you said that. Actually, well, it would make you laugh even more. A friend of mine, um, her name is um, Eat Sleep Cash Repeat. She's from Brisbane, from Queensland, and. She's relatively new, like she's been caching for just uh, just over a year, even though she's got over 2,000 fines. She's a bit incredible. But <laughs> she calls GZ GeoZone. So once you get to GeoZone, so she doesn't call it ground zero, she calls it GeoZone. Okay, huh. now we're in the GeoZone. Let's put our phones away and look here. <laughs> oh, that's good. I like that. Yeah. GeoZone makes perfect sense. GeoZone makes makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So that's a, again, something new, something, you know, something someone said. But I we've like heard, that. We've heard GZ before. I don't know why Memphis Mafia brought that up. Good GZ. grief. I mean, GZ, you know, we hear it from can Canadians or from our friends in, in Great Britain, too. So I, th I think Ireland, I think Sarah mentions GZ, too. But yeah. it, it is different for us to hear it because we just don't. The other, big thing, <laughs> the other big thing here in Australia as well, which is a big talk about people don't like what I say, and that is I say geocaching because it's pronounced geocaching. But in Australia, they say cache. They don't say cache. Oh, geocaching? They say caching. So C-A-C-H-E is a cache, like a computer cache. Oh, a cache. Okay. A cache, yeah. So they say geocaching and to go find the cache. Here I am saying, no, 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 it's a cache. And to back myself up, if you actually have a look at um, GC's, uh, it, says, it says how to pronounce it, and it says cache like money. So it, it actually yeah. says on the GC page, you pr pronounce it cash like, right. money. like money. And so I chuck it back to them. Yeah, so many people here say cash all the time, and they ask me, what do you say cash for? I said, because that's what it's meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> Love so, it. yes. They go, only Americans call it cashing. Only Americans say that. I said, well, that's where it started. 
<laughs> well, yeah. So, yeah. Or pirates have used to have you'd have a cache of gold. Uh, pirates would have you know caches of gold. Mm, so, yeah. But, case, but here they call it cache. Cache. A cache oh, of gold. Well, it's okay. <laughs> we'll we'll all find them together. It'll all be okay. Exactly right. They all look the same at the end of the day. <laughs> right. Right. Um, yeah, that's right. All right. Well, let's. Uh, we're kind of starting to run out of time, so let's let's jump into your um, uh, geocaching trips planned for later this year. Do you have any? Ah, uh, yes, I do. I've got a couple of big ones planned. Um, so we have another challenge cache. Oh, here, me and challenge caches here in in Sydney actually, and that is you have to find a geocache in every state and territory of Australia in one calendar year. So for me, what better year to do it than this oh. year because I've already done most Absol- of them in one Abs- trip. Absolutely, yeah. So yeah, so we've got a an event over in Western Australia. Um, it's called um, Western Australia Goes Big. I'll be flying up. I'll be flying over. There. I won't be riding. <laughs> it's just way too far. Um, I'll be flying over to that for the weekend. Have the event there and get my cash in. You know, Western Australia. That leaves Tasmania. So Tasmania is technically overseas because you've got the right. the water bridge in between, like like um, um, Hawaii for you guys. Sure. So I'll be doing a fly in, fly out there. So I'll be flying over there, walking outside the airport, grabbing a cache, jumping back on a plane, flying home. But it'd be a one-day thing that I'm just for the challenge. Wow. Cache. Yeah. That is uh, insane. And how yeah. many how many miles away is that from where you live? Uh, from where I live itself, you're probably looking, I think it's around 3,000 kilometres. So that's roughly around the, the two, two, 2,200 miles for you guys, for, for just Tasmania. So wow. And Western Australia is further again. So, yeah, Western Australia is a four-and-a-half-hour plane flight. So so you're going to fly all that time just to get off the plane, go find a cache, and get back on the plane and go home? Yes, just so I can do this challenge in Sydney. <laughs> Now that is dedication, right there, folks. Yes, yes. So there, that's that's my uh, that's my upcoming ones for the rest of this year. <laughs> that's awesome. So, yep, yep. Three thousand kilometers, one thousand eight hundred sixty-four miles. There you go. Wow, that's a lot. Here you go. Sam. <laughs> uh, I'm not doing anything like that. Jesse might. Jesse would be into that challenge. Well, he would want to just drive around the whole country and get them all in like two months or whatever, two months straight. We should have a challenge for that in America. Surely, surely one calendar year you do every state in America. You could. I mean, well, some people, some people just did the forty-eight states in like seven days. I think, but that yeah. is that is something. That is a lot of driving, not a lot of sleeping. You got to have a big group to. I, I would not do that. Not a lot of quality caching. It's like, right. thank goodness there's a there's one under a lamppost. I mean, that's all you're looking for at that point. That's right. The easiest, most you know. Yes, whatever's closest to the ones. road. Yeah, there, there's a there's a um, there's a map, Craig, that uh, gets put on Facebook quite uh, you know periodically. But it's a what's the shortest route around the U.S. that you could do and catch all the 48. So that's always fun oh. to talk about. We always talk about we should do this as a group and you know, we could like, you know, it's only the 48. Yeah. Well, true. Yeah. Cause you get a fl- you, you have to fly to Alaska the- and Hawaii. <laughs> well, you could you drive to Alaska. You could drive you to Alaska. You could. <laughs> I have to fly to Tasmania. Like uh, I can't drive to Tasmania. <laughs> that's right. Take a boat, take a boat ride. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, that took a while. Um, all right. We, we're having way too much fun. All right. Um, let's jump into uh, GIF for a moment because... Yes. Hmm. I think it was last year, Craig, yes. that yes. you were chosen. Your your mm-hmm. GIF was chosen, and it was a good one. One of the chosen ones. You were. You were a chosen <laughs> one. And yes, I, and very humbled by it, too. And I liked your... You know, it's funny. They, uh, we, got, we watched the GIF uh, at our Texas challenge event and so um we watched every one of them that was that was in the the finalists and uh but i thought yours was 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 the best so thank you gary it was (laughs) you're just saying that no 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 you had a story (laughs) you know it was a neat story but anyway so um you got to top it you got to be in that list again this year right yeah yeah well I've done all my filming for it. Um, I've got the the storylines down pat. Um, I had three people, I had several people message me about what I should do um, from Australia, uh, of which I've selected three of them and put them all, I could actually put them all together and paste them all in, make a story out of it. So done all the filming for it. I started to do the editing. I managed to just get it down below the four minute mark as well, like, like, Three minutes fifty-eight, like ridiculous. Like I had yeah. to cut so much out of it. You know, it's, it's incredible when you you got a good storyline and mm-hmm. you can you want to do it. But my main issue is that um, I didn't read all the terms and conditions. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> so I was actually I'm actually wearing this shirt in the yeah. video. Okay. And oh. this shirt has a logo which promotes an upcoming jerkashing event next that, year. That should be fine. No, it's not. Oh. <laughs> so what I what I did though, I, I, I will say this: I put it out there to the geocaching video community on Facebook and said, "How do I blur out right. a logo?" I had Joshua Johnson message me. I had you know, all the different bloggers messaging me different ways. Um, I managed to find a way to do it. It's going to be very tedious, and I haven't finished it yet. But it's going to take me a couple of extra hours to do. But I should be able to do it. So, which is really cool. Well, that's good. But... So that's in the process at the moment. So hopefully that'll be finished in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, you'd think they would be okay with if it's a geocaching event. No, you can't promote the geocaching event well, on the GIF. It's geocaching film festival. You should be. I so I, I can wear a, I can wear a Cashley shirt, but I couldn't do an event or no. No, you can't wear a Cashley shirt either. So right. you can't can't promote anything. anything. I can't you put can't. a I can't put a geocaching dot com shirt on. Yes, that's the only thing you can do. Oh, so when I did, this is if, ridiculous. If you notice, if you notice my, <laughs> if you notice my um my gift from last year, yeah, I actually had to use the the in in the, you'll see my a picture of my phone, and I had to use the original GC app. I couldn't use Cashly app. Oh, really? to show that part, you know, I can't use any particular other. I have to use GC only. So the only the only symbol I could have on here would be like geocaching.com simple wow. that's the only thing you can use you can't have anything else you can't you couldn't have geocache talk on there you know you, you, nothing else nothing to do with my blog or anything wow because i didn't think about so, that because last year I, I submitted but i did use um because in my in my video my music video i do have um showing it and i did go ahead and do geocaching because i figured i didn't want to do cashly because i don't know 
exactly the relationship. I mean, I know that they allow him to, to use the API, yeah. but anyway. So, but I didn't think about the fact that that would have disqualified me, but wow. Yeah, it's a possibility, see? So, well, lucky I went through the terms and conditions, otherwise I would have done all this work and they turn around and go, no, nah, you've got your sponsoring sort of thing, so. Yeah, well, we're 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 looking forward to seeing your your videos uh, or yes. your, your your GIF, but uh, yes, this one's going to be different to the last. Um, this one will have a, a number of different laughing points in it. Uh, it'll show showcase the different parts of Australia as well, which is pretty cool. Um, not just you know a beach, you know that sort of thing. So, but yeah, the hardest part for me was also yeah trimming it down to under four minutes. That was incredible. Wow, that yeah. was and, crazy. And. Um, you're helping to plan for an event for 2018. Tell us a little bit about that one. Ah, uh, yes, that's that's this one here. <laughs> it's called yeah. the Oz Geomaster. Yeah, that's the one. Um, yeah. I'm sure you'll put the, the GC code in the in the film yes. notes. Um, yep. GC 74 CH7. Look at that. I know it off by heart. Uh, it's terrible. Um, <laughs> okay. So yeah, I'm in the I'm in the committee for it, and it this one it should be a mega. And cross fingers, we're at like 200 and. 30 will attends already, which is good. It's in April of next year, um, so over our Easter period next year. Mm-hmm. Um, now, anyone international looking at coming to Australia, this is the time to come because you can fly into Sydney. Sydney's the biggest airport in Australia, and everything flies into Sydney and out of Sydney. No dramas. You can fly into Sydney. You can hire a car or hit me up for a ride. Um, <laughs> and then mm-hmm. I, we travel only like an hour and a bit north, and oh. you're at the event. Oh, cool. And so you can you stay at the event, you know, you got like we can got accommodation there, you know, the whole lot. So everything's there. So it's only an hour and a bit north of Sydney. So if anyone from the overseas is gonna hit up Australia, this is the time to come. Because then also two weeks after the event, it, we have the Commonwealth Games here, but they're oh, in yeah. Queensland, but they're just a little bit north as well. Right. So they're only like a couple of hours north drive again from there, and you're in Commonwealth Games. So Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's uh, and on the north coast of, of New South Wales, just north of Sydney. Wow. I I can put a note in there about that. There's plenty of things to climb for Zach, so he could come and do that. Oh, there is so many things. Actually, a quick story for you for Zach as well. Sure. There is a cache. There is a cache that I did only recently. It's a multi cache, so you go grab your, your your waypoints. But the final, the GZ. It puts you along a. Um, <laughs> Zach would love it. It actually puts you along a knife point of a cliff. So it's probably about a foot and a half wide, this, oh, this edge no. of this. Wow. And you've got a cliff one side and a cliff the other side. Mm. So it's actually a knife point. Once you walk across there with sort of jittery nerves, then you get up to like a, like a, it looks like a toothbrush sort of top, mm. but you have to climb up the toothbrush. And how you do that, there's, a, there's a, an, an angle on the rock and it's quite a decent angle of the rock. The rock is smooth, so there's no footholds, there's no handholds. You've purely got to rely upon the friction of your shoes in order to not to fall a hundred meters. Oh, so no, and it's on no. the top of that. <laughs> no. So Zach would love it. Zach would love it. Oh, he would. He'd get to the top and then do a backflip or something. You know what he does? Right. <laughs> exactly. He would. <laughs> he would. He'd walk along the knife point and do the backflip. You know, like right. a gymnast. <laughs> so yeah, that's yeah. the reason why they've done. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, that's not. My, that's not my. <laughs> That's not my speed. I don't think Sydney would do it either. So, yeah, no, yeah. I don't. No, that sounds it. that sounds pretty scary. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a couple of people I did it with, and a couple of them started crawling across the knife edge because yeah. they didn't want to walk. You know, they got a bit <laughs> frightened doing that. So, but yeah, that'd work. You'd do that. Yeah, do it yeah. that way. So, yeah, yeah. All right, Sydney. You got anything else 
that you would think I of. mean, I, I know Craig really wants us to come to this event, and I would yes. love to, but I'm just dreading a flight to Australia is so long. It sounds... But to come to a place where you were named. I know, I have to come. <laughs> At some point in my life, I have to Make go. Make sure you bring exactly. an empty bag so you can take all the Sydney, you know, know. Um, <laughs> souvenirs with you. <laughs> you I have a, to bring a whole separate suitcase just for right. all the stuff I'm going to buy. Yeah, bring an, ex, bring an extra you know, collapsible and then just stuff it full of, of Sydney stuff and then yep. pack it up and ship it. You can just ship it back, you know? Sure. <laughs> yeah, that won't cost a lot. <laughs> that won't cost much money. That's all shipping shirts. Container, shipping container would be cheap. <laughs> right. There you go. Shipping container. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, yeah. now, I've spoken to Joshua Johnson about you know, coming over. Even even Nick Hubbard as well. Chatted to him oh, a little yeah. bit too. Most Things definitely. I saw. Yeah, yeah. And um, and actually, Nick uh, come on board with sponsorship for us as well. I've got to mention that. That's Nick's awesome. actually a diamond sponsor. So Cashley is a diamond sponsor for our event as well, which is pretty cool. Like that's the highest tiered sponsor. Yeah. So Cashley come on board pretty quick with it all. So they they've been brilliant. Um. So they're, they're they're fantastic with it all. So that's all good. And we've got another um, sponsor. I should remember the other sponsor. I'm terrible. It's okay. We've got a yeah, couple of other sponsors. Ad, Advil awesome. Angus is another sponsor as well. Okay. And um, Cashing Supplies, they're here, they're here in Queensland. That's our oh, other okay. diamond sponsor as well, Cashing Supplies. So that's pretty cool as well. So awesome. they're the main sponsors at the moment. We're still looking for others, obviously. You know, it's, the event's still a little way off, but, you know, things are in the planning, things are in the process, you know. So mm-hmm. it's, all, it's all well and good that way. That's so awesome. If, said, if you're going to come to Australia next year in April, it's the time to come. 100% is the time to come. <laughs> so, there you go. Everybody needs to you know that's the perfect time. If you're going to plan to geocache in Australia, that's the time to go. Because you, exactly. you, you could do a combo. You go do the event and you could go, you know, plan, make all your plans, you know, and do do that event is also that's geocaching. Right. Perfect temperature here. For you guys, um, it's not hot, it's not cold, and there'd be so many other local geocaches around to, to hold your hand so you don't get killed by any animals. Then you'd be go. right, see? So <laughs> <laughs> that's right. No, so no. We, we can cut steps. You know? <laughs> no, but you won't be killed by a Tasmanian tiger or anything like that. That's no, no, there. not at all. Not at all. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All no, it's right. fantastic. Yep, everyone should uh, should get down to it. Very Definitely. good. Yes, yeah. and not only go to that, but you know you've got to get out and watch uh, all of Craig's videos. Follow him on Twitter. It's at C My Shell. S E E M I S H M Y M Y. Did I say I? I meant Y. S S E E M Y. S H E L L C my shell. And of course his name's Craig Michelle. So see my shell. It fits perfectly. Perfect. So, <laughs> so, um, yeah. And go check out the Aussie geocacher on YouTube. Go watch videos. They're, they're wonderful. You do a great job, Craig. I really, you really Thank do. You. Thank you. Um, Just one more thing, Gary. Yeah. Go ahead. There. You bet. It's Aussie, like with a Z. Think of it as Z, Aussie. It's not Aussie. It's not Aussie, Aussie. Aussie. That's it, Aussie. Like with the Z, like Z, Z, Aussie. Z, Aussie. Yeah. He's an Aussie. Aussie, Aussie catcher. There you go. There we go. There we go. There we go. So I'm learned... teaching the ways of uh, Australia yet. That's worry. right. I learned, I'm learning them as I go here. So that's Yeah, good. there's no shrimps down here. They're only prawns, you know, that sort of thing. That's right. There's no shrimp prawns. 
<laughs> and it's a Barbie. There's no barbecues. You throw yeah, yeah, them yeah. We, it's a Barbie. You throw them on the Barbie. Yes, that's Excellent. right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll uh, get it. Go, yeah, that's awesome. Um, well, coming up on the show uh, next week, we have on Geocaching Katie. We've got another vlogger. This is awesome. She's going to talk about um, she's in grad school. She's vlogging. She's geocaching. You know, how does she juggle all these things? And so Katie's going to tell us about uh, how she's doing that. And then uh, two weeks away, we've got Brett Rogers on the show. Uh, this is He's an interesting fella. He has one of the most incredible multicaches in New York City. And he's going to talk about geocaching in New York City, which I think is going to be fascinating because I don't know how you would do it in a city that size. Uh, it just boggles the mind. But uh, And then <clears throat> in three weeks, Craig, your buddy's going to be on our show, Nick Hubbard, uh, yes. talking about Cashly Update 3.0, and that's on uh, July 16th, show 58. So... Anyway, uh, hope everybody enjoyed the show tonight. Please email us your comments at geocachetalk at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at geocachetalk. Uh, I'm at Gary Slinkard, one word. Uh, Jesse's at Memphis underscore Mafia. And we missed him having him on tonight, but he was in the chat room, so that was nice. Uh, Sydney is at Shermanator GC. And Facebook at facebook.com slash geocachetalk. Show can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. I need to look into Pocket Cash, I think, some, or Pocket, Pocket Cast. Uh, some people have mentioned that one. So I'm going to try to add them. Uh, it's on Podcastpedia. So if you have a favorite that you want us to do, definitely email us, and I will work on getting the podcast on your favorite uh, medium that you listen to podcasts on. And, of course, you can go to our Geocache Talk website anytime you want to catch audio, video, and Sydney keeps up with all the show notes as well. So it's a team effort for that as well. So don't forget to click on the subscribe button uh, because that will keep you uh, informed of when we're on. Sometimes people forget, and it's nice to have that. So please subscribe so that you can uh, see and hear the show on a weekly basis. Until next week... Don't just talk about geocaching. Go down under <laughs> to Australia and see the Aussie geocacher and go geocaching. <laughs> Thanks very much for having me, Gary. And I just got to say one more thing. Yes. See my shells. I'm the Aussie geocacher. I'm over and out. <laughs> <Woo-hoo>! <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>